Good evening, and welcome to Meet the Artist Interviews. I'm your host, Charles Chip McNeil, the Director of Education for the San Francisco Ballet. I'm very pleased to be here on this Friday evening, February 24th, 2012, and we're recording from the San Francisco War Memorial Opera House. It is a pleasure to welcome all of our listeners, both here in the audience and those who will eventually listen online. The Meet the Artist interviews, as well as the Points of View lectures, are both produced by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. And many of our inter interviews will indeed be online. You can hear the podcasts, read the blogs by dancers, see interviews, and learn more about San Francisco Ballet by visiting our website at sfballet.org. Now, before I introduce tonight's guest, uh, I thought about this, and I just want to say that in these interviews, we have been so privileged this season especially to meet many of the company's principal dancers and soloists, and I thank them for their participation. Uh, but I will also assert that it's important that we are exposed to the younger dancers of the company, those who are just starting out their professional careers, for in them we can imagine where the ballet art form is going, how it is changing, how it is evolving, and perhaps more significantly, we can watch them grow and develop into the artist they are destined to become. So, tonight we have just such an opportunity. The young man joining me trained primarily at the Royal Conservatory of Professional Dance in Spain. He concluded his training at the San Francisco Ballet School and became part of our prestigious trainee program before joining the company as a corps de ballet member in 2011. He has performed as both Russian and Spanish in Thomason's Nutcracker. He has performed in Balachin's Coppelia, and he was also seen in Neumeyer's The Little Mermaid and Fokin's Petrushka. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome corps de ballet member Francisco Mongamba. Thank you. Did I, did I say your name right? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. I didn't even practice. <laughs> I love that. Let's, let's start at the beginning, mm -hmm. which is your starting dance in Spain. What, what, I am always interested in what brings males to dance and, and what your inspiration was. Yes. Um, well, I started when I was eight years old. I always wanted to uh, become a dancer. And um, my mom thought that it would be a really good opportunity for me since I, in my family, no one has become a ballet dancer before. So I, I was really excited to try. And I started doing um, not only classical ballet, but also Spanish dance, which is uh, flamenco. And I did that for about four years. And then I had to decide whether if I was going to become a ballet dancer or Spanish dancer. And there was something about classical music and like watching videos from people dancing that I was really um, connected to it. So I decided to become a ballet dancer. Wow. Wow. And so tell me, in what city, what city were you? Madrid. 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 And so... You had some very significant teachers yes. along the way, I would imagine? Uh, it was really hard, the training also. Um, I had to combine school also. I did um, my ballet class in the morning, and then I would have to go to school at night, which it was really tiring also. So I did those four years first, yeah. combining Spanish, dancing in classical, and, and once I decided to become a ballet dancer, I, 
I did about five years and I switched the order. I had to, like I say, I had to go uh, in the morning. I had to do classical ballet mm -hmm. and then um, school. And it was just, I, it was tiring, but at the same time I had this passion for ballet and I was just so excited and yeah. So, so dancers, like like um, I think of uh, ice skaters and and gymnasts, have to make some really big decisions early in their life yes, yes. about that commitment and giving up part of your personal life and combining the studying with the training. Yeah, it's really hard, especially for the families too. My man, my mom will see me sometimes sad or because I was tired or because the class didn't go well. But she was, she always reminded me that that was what I w wanted to do. I wanted to, that passion that I had. So it made it easier for me. Right. Well, most people don't know, but here we are sitting after an 11 year journey of training. Yes. 11 years of training. I mean, mm -hmm. you that's that's amazing yeah. uh, to stick with something and be committed and uh, for all that time. And so at some point, uh, an opportunity came for you to come to the United States. Yes. Um, about the, my last year in Spain, I started to do some competitions to try to find some scholarships. Since also I was uh, the youngest one in my school, I usually it's about six years and I did five. I skipped one one level mm -hmm. and people in my class were so much older than me and they were looking for companies but I still I was really young I needed to find another school for me so I got I did these competitions and I got uh, scholarships for London and for Paris and Stuttgart also but uh, my dream was um, uh, I had a dream to become a ballet dancer in America mm -hmm. and I had the amazing opportunity that um, my teachers know uh, Lola de Avila in the school here in San Francisco. She came to my school and she um, told me about the school, that um, they had a really amazing school. Uh, the company was really lovely too. And she gave me the opportunity to come to the United States. So I was really, really excited when that happened. Wow, that's, that's amazing. You can clap, yes. Thank you. That's a big journey. That's a big journey. And what you may not know is he was 16. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, halfway around the world. I don't know if I would let it my was, kid go yeah. halfway around the world. At it 16. was, <laughs> yeah. It was really hard because I also, I didn't know English at all. It was, yeah, and my mom was like, oh, my God, like, you're so young and you don't know English. How are you going to do? Like, are you scared? But I was, I was so excited. I was like, I, I think this is my chance and I have to try. So. And so everything, all the English you know, you learned in two years? Yes. Don't you wish you could learn a language that quickly? Like what? Thank you. That's crazy. That's crazy. So. You came, as many students do, mm -hmm. as part of our summer program. Yes. And that's an opportunity for the school uh, staff to see students and for students to try out our training environment. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you started. Yeah, I attended the summer program first, and I, I was really happy. I loved the, all the faculty. It was amazing. And after the, I did the summer program, they offered me a trainingship. Right. 
and I didn't know I was just expecting to be in the school nor a part of the training, so it was even more exciting. Right. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm in conversation with Francisco Mangamba from the Corps de Ballet of San Francisco Ballet, and what he's referring to is the trainee program. Now, that is different than just being mm -hmm. admitted to the school. Yes. It's really an elite group of students at, yes. the, at the tail end of their training, mm -hmm. and it's just prior to their professional careers, and they have a chance to perform uh, in many small venues as well as with the company, and a lot of coaching and sort of career preparation yes. is provided. You're preparing yourself to become a company dancer also. And we had, uh, I had the uh, opportunity to go to Canada, France, and I, we did um, small um, tours. And it was just um, really amazing. I learned a, a lot. Mm -hmm. my, my teachers, was, uh, were, they were amazing. So it was like really great. That's really nice. So in the midst of this, though, mm -hmm. there was something very big, and that is a competition. Yes. Another competition. Another competition. For you. You did yeah. a lot. And yeah. this one was the, arguably one of the biggest and most prestigious of them all. Yeah. Um, back when I was in Spain, I've done um, some competitions. They were really little. But this one, I had the opportunity to um, the, do the Pretty Lausanne competition, which is a really, really important competition. And um, so, yeah, I had to prepare myself. I also had to go by myself without any teachers or anything, which was even harder. Oh, my God. Yeah. And once I got there, um, I realized that everyone had their own teachers and their family with their with the, um, and I didn't have anyone, I was by myself, yeah. And also even, it was harder because Lola de Avila was part of the, a member of the judge. <laughs> but you may think that it, that was easy for me, but it wasn't because she couldn't vote for me, she couldn't talk to me, so it was- Because she sponsored you. Ex yeah. Right. So it was so hard. Um, this competition was one week, um, we had uh, our schedule was from 8 a.m. to, I don't know, 8 at night. It was really hard. Um, I will wake up at 5 every morning because I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, what am I going to do? There was like about 250 other kids from all around the world, um, really talented also. So it was even harder. And yeah, I got the. Um, I went to the finals, which mm -hmm. it was really exciting. And um, my family came for the finals, and yeah, I won second place. Thank you. That's that's big. Thank that's you. That's really yeah. big. I didn't even imagine that that was gonna happen because there were so many good um, kids, um, and it was like. I don't know, it was like a dream come true. So I was really excited. And I remember Lola coming backstage, the final, and she like hugged me, she gave me a hug. I started crying because I was so, I needed to talk to someone. I was like, thank you so much for this opportunity. And she told me, see if you can do this, you can do anything. So I was really, really pleased. Right. Uh, again, the Pridolizan is one of the premier uh, dance competitions in the world began in 19, 
73. And um, they both, they now have contemporary dance categories as well as uh, classical ballet. Uh, but the winners receive scholarships to dance. That's right. Pretty much anywhere in the world by all the partner companies and partner schools that are part of the Prix de Lausanne. Yeah. And at that point in time, that was really the transition to yes. being an, an apprentice uh, yes. in the trainee program yes. here. Right. So it was really exciting. So now you're moved here, and then you, mm -hmm. where did you where did you live? I lived by myself in my own apartment. I lived at well, that's, like, no, that's yeah. now. But mm -hmm. before you lived, I lived at Jackson House, which is the resident of the school, and there was a lot of kids. I remember I had uh, really good friends, but I remember in the beginning when I didn't know any English, I would like. I couldn't speak to anyone. I would go to my room and talk to my mom. Mom, I don't know what to do. It was really, I was scared, but at the same time, I was really excited. And I thought, you just have to, like, try to make a conversation with them. And so little by little, I started to learn English more and more and until now. Right. So the Jackson Street House is sort of the dormitory for senior students at the San Francisco Ballet School, and that was part of your transition. And I would suspect that it was very much a part of your being able to learn English. I mean, I guess yes, hearing course. people talk yeah. endlessly all day. <laughs> all the Dancers time. talk a lot. They don't know that. Yeah. Dancer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> they do. And that's why you live alone now. Yes, <laughs> that's why I live alone. <laughs> Okay, so um, so you moved here at 16. Now, and your family just let you move to America at 16. Did yes. they ha did, were they concerned? How did you stay in touch? Of course. Um, I remember the day that I went to the airport, and my mom was crying. She was saying, please don't go. I love you so much. Like, please, like, can you talk to me? Like, talk to me all the time, every day, call me. She was also, like, um, yeah. scared about, like, food, like, where are you going to eat? Where are you going to stay? The people, are they treating you well? But, yeah, it was, I don't know, I was really, it was like kind of like an adventure. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and you stay in touch with them a lot by Yes, I technology. Skype with them, yeah. Facebook, I am everything. Yeah. And they are really... I love them so much. Everything that they have done for me, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. All their support, everything is just great. So tell us a little bit about that cultural change from growing up a life in, you know, yes. in Spain to America. There's so, it's so different. Yeah. You, yeah. There's so many different things, not just like ballet, but the way I remember coming here and I, in Spain, in Europe mostly, you used to give um, to kiss kisses in the cheek and here in america we just shake the hand oh, right. so i remember coming here and like trying to kiss, kiss everyone <laughs> and they were looking at me like okay <laughs> so it was really funny but um yeah the trainee of course it was different but um uh one of the greatest things about this the school here is that the faculty is so diverse. We have people from all over uh, around the world, which is amazing. I think it's uh, great to be able to work with so many different teachers who know everything, you know, instead of just one kind of technique. It's, uh, it's great to be able to be around 
all everyone. Right. You know. and, and I think what, what families don't realize at first is that you are going around the world to, mm -hmm. to, to train and start your life and your career, but there are support systems yeah. and there are people and their conditions that, mm -hmm. that, that help you to make those transitions yeah, of course. as well. Um, now, what are some of your other interests besides dancing or what are you, what are your goals teaching, choreographing? Yes. I, since I was really little, I always wanted to become a choreographer. I used to make the dances with my sister. I remember when we were really little and I had, um, saying in the trainee program, we have the amazing opportunity to create our own, our own pieces. And so I did, I took the chance and, uh, later in the year, um, Lula asked me to make a new piece for the trainees for this year. So I was so excited. I always wanted to do something like that. And I had all these ideas in my head, but I never had the chance to do something like this. So I was so excited. You, you know, and I didn't know this myself, that not only are you getting that, that extra support as a pre-professional in the trainee program, but for budding choreographers to have that outlet and to have dancers to work on, yeah, because, you know, you do. You spend your time in, in the studio by yourself or your room, but to have dancers to work with, yeah. is it changes everything, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and especially to work with such an amazing dancers, like here in San Francisco, and everything, it was so professional. So it was... I was living my dream and I couldn't believe that at such an, so I was so young and I had the opportunity to make a ballet for the training. So it was amazing. That's exciting. Well, I am going to give the audience a chance to ask uh, a question or two. Uh, I just want to note that this season, uh, you will see Francisco in uh, trio by Helgi Thomason in the new Ashley page ballet coming up as well as in Romeo and Juliet and, uh, a new revised version of Don Q is also by Thomason and Posakov. So here's your chance to ask a young dancer pretty much any question you'd like. Raise your hand. Yes, sir. I'm 19 right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he is Isn't he well-spoken for a 19-year-old young man? Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm, in, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. Okay. 19. Yeah. So the yes. question is, what can you tell us about Trio, and what role will you be dancing in that? Trio, it's an amazing ballet by Helgi Thomason. I just feel that the music, the uh, piece was choreographed so well um, within the music that you feel also somehow connected to it. Um, I'll be performing the third movement, which is really amazing. It's really exciting. Okay. Are, which, are you the third from the left? Or, mm, or for, never mind. I'm no. <laughs> okay. So you can look for him in that later on. Any other questions for Francisco? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> of course. That was fast. <laughs> so the question was, can you, can you say a little bit about your inspiration mm -hmm. for your own choreography? Yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to create a um, ballet that it was um, not only watching people doing steps, but also um, a piece that you feel somehow connected to it emotionally too. The piece is called Dunas, which means sand dune. And I was inspired by how um, the, sand, the sand, it's propelled by the desert wind. 
and I wanted to embody this natural occurrence by utilizing the um, music to sweep the body across the stage. So it was, that was my inspiration. So how did you choose your music? Did, you, did the music come first? Or yes. did you... Yeah, um, for me, some for other choreographers, it's different. For me, um, the music, it's one of my favorite um, parts. Uh, the music, it's by Adrian Johnson. And the first time I heard, I started listening, I immediately fell in love with his music, the way that he was using the piano and the violin so beautifully. And, yeah, I think it really worked really well with the movement, too. How long did it take you to, to create it? Mm, I don't know, in about like a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I also had the really, um, I had the opportunity to work with the trainees and they're really talented and it made it so much easier mm -hmm. for me. And of course, I wanted to um, bring their own personality out also. Mm -hmm. And they were so excited to do it, too. So it was really good. And so for you, once you create a dance, is it complete? It's done? You don't want to change it? You'll just make a new one? Or do you oh, go no, back no. And, and change little things? Yeah, it's, it's a really um, huge process. You always you see it first, and then you don't like things, and you have teachers. I had Lola also telling me, oh, well, you should do this with the music, or you should, um, I don't know, change the choreography a little bit. It's always changing all the time, but that's part of the, the process, yeah. Wow. Um, the question? Yes. What was the question? Where, where it's going to be performed, uh, mm -hmm. the, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that they will do it in showcase this year, the school. I don't know for sure yet, but I would love to. I would love to. So, yeah. The student showcase is an annual presentation by the San Francisco Ballet School at Yerba Buena Center. That takes place in, in May, yes. I do believe. Yes, sir. Yes, I Skype with them and also... In Facebook, I send them emails all the time. Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> very good. He Skypes. He doesn't tweet, though. No, I don't have to tweet. tweet. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Yes. Has your family been able to see you perform here? Yes. They came last Christmas, and they saw me doing uh, the Nutcracker which it was an another uh, amazing experience because I was in the trainee program, but I got the chance to dance with the company, and I was so excited. I remember my mom and my sister came, and they were so happy to see me. They saw me before in Spain, but I had, like, growing up so much, and I don't know, it was completely different, and they, they like, missed that. So they were really... Happy to see me dancing on stage. Wonderful. Such a beautiful stage. Such an amazing company. It was just amazing. Yes. Great. Uh, I see a hand way back there. Yeah. Was the process of choreographing easier or more challenging than you thought it was going to be? Um, it was challenging at first. It was hard because... Um, I, I'm not used to, to do that. I just like, 
I can, I have all these ideas in my head, but then you have to put together a group of people, you have to see the music, you have to see the costumes too. It's a really hard process, but I'm really happy with the result. Very good. Yes. <laughs> That's a very That's a good question. Very interesting. She said she has the perception that, that the female dancers are very weight conscious. They have to watch what they eat. But for males, is that the same? Because the idea would be that you would be building muscle. Yeah. Of course, you have to be healthy. Of course. Um, for me especially, I remember they would tell me that I was really skinny, that I had to, like, gain weight. And, of course, you have to lift the girls, and you have to be able to be stronger. But it's not only the strength, but also the technique, too. You have to be able to have a really good technique. At right. The, yeah. Because lifting, lifting women is not surely about how strong you are. Yeah, it's about, it's about yeah. the And, in fact, mm -hmm. we have to say that the, the woman does half the work. Yeah. It's how she holds her body, where it's tense. So it's really... Um, you need to be really healthy, but I also like, I love food, so I also like chocolate and cookies and chips. So, <laughs> yeah, 19, 19. So, in the, in the end, you know, it's really that uh, we have individual metabolisms and our bodies yeah, are different. Some also. gain, some yeah. lose easily. It really is a matter of what your optimal... We, dancers do have optimal weight for their performance. Of course, yeah. You know, like, oh, if I this weight, I feel like I can dance my best. Yeah, w of course, you, you have to say you have to have a good shape. Uh, but I think it's all about being healthy and just being happy with yourself also. Good. We have time for one more question. Yes, young man. Wow. This, this gentleman was wondering what advice you might give to a young lady, 13, who's been studying since she was three, since she was three, who wants to take it to the next level, who wants to maybe realize her dreams and aspirations. Yeah, um, this is an amazing career. Um, you just have to believe in yourself. Um, it's really hard, but if you remember that what you love, you're doing what you love, and that's what keeps me like dancing right now. That's it's all about being happy and work really hard. Also, it's all about work really hard, and just keep going, and you will do well. Yeah. I have to say. yeah, it really is about believing in yourself. Isn't yes, it? it's believing in yourself because so many times, I remember even for me, you're so. Sometimes you're sad because a teacher tell you, I remember I had a teacher who told me that you're never going to become a ballet dancer. That, yeah. And I was probably like 10 years old. So it was really hard for me. But I had my family support me, all my friends, myself also. And look, I'm 
look what I'm in. Look where you are now. You yeah. can say it. You yeah. can say it. You can say it. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You would be surprised at how many great dancers got a comment like that. But listen, if you are an example of the generation coming up, we are in good luck. We're going to enjoy watching thank your you. career thank and you watching so you evolve and grow. And thank you so much for Thanks being with you. me tonight. Thank, thank you. And thank enjoy you. the show. Thank you for having me.